0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of March 21st, 2013. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Mary Jo takes a look at the treasures of the Walt Disney Archives at the Ronald Reagan Library and Museum. Mary Jo?
1: Oh, my gosh. I went to the museum. Well, it's actually called the Reagan Library, right, with a couple of friends of mine, Miguel and Bernie. And they say that a typical visit to the museum is two and a half to three hours. Oh, no way. We were there probably close to five hours. Yeah. Looking at everything, um, and we uh, there were even a couple of areas that we just kind of skipped over. So when you think the Reagan Library, and here the D twenty three has an exhibit there. What's the connection? Why would Disney put a, an exhibit at the Ra- President Reagan's Library? So, you know, um, one of you guys, tell me what's the connection?
0: Isn't there some kind of fr- oh no no Reagan hosted one of the. Disneyland,
1: yeah, the opening day of Disneyland. Exactly. Ronald Reagan, before he was a governor of California, hosted the opening day. He's the one who introduced uh, Walt Disney when Walt Disney first talked about Disneyland on opening day. And then again, when Disneyland celebrated its 35th anniversary, President Reagan had already um, gone out of, was no longer in office, and he um, was there at Disneyland for the 35th anniversary too. So, very appropriate for, for D23 to have the exhibit there. And the exhibit is 20, is, excuse me, 12,000 square feet. It's the largest exhibition ever curated by the Walt Disney Archives. Um, and it's also the largest temporary exhibit ever housed at the Reagan Library. They had to, they had to add on a tent, tented, big tented room for some of the artifacts that were there. And I thought it was going to be cool going, And I was not disappointed in the least. So let me just start off with um, to get to the to the Reagan Library. It's almost a direct drive, taking the five to the 118 up there, and it's probably gonna take an hour and a half for people going from the Disneyland Resort. I I don't want to say I pulled a Nancy, but I've (laughs) driven to Simi Valley that way a few times. So I thought, (laughs) sorry Nancy, I, I I thought I'd take a different route. So I took the 405 to the Hollywood Freeway and the 23, which was, it's about the same distance from my house where I live close to the LAX airport, but instead of going north on the 23, it's a little highway, I went south on 23 um, because no one was navigating for me. And I, we were doing great until we were just on all these curves, and all of a sudden we could see the Pacific Ocean, and we were like, Oh shoot, we're going the wrong way. So 13 miles into going on Highway 23, I realized that, uh, I was going the wrong way. We had to make a U-turn. And the reason, one of the reasons I mentioned that is because they recommend that you get the tickets before you go to the library, that you get them online. And the tickets have an entry time. So the entry time I chose was 11 to 11.15 because I like to do things early and the library starts, opens at 10. Well, because I had gone the wrong way, we were going to get there at eleven thirty. So I was kind of stressing a little bit, thinking that we missed our entry time. And when I actually got to the museum, um, the the uh, one of the curators there told me they don't that has nothing that they don't pay attention to the times. I think they do that mm-hmm. so that the public doesn't all kind of inundate the museum at one time, and then nobody later in the day. They they kind of try to stagger it out. And the day that we went there, the museum was crowded. It was um, a day in March and I don't know why, but the museum was crowded. So we finally got to the museum and I was, it's, it's beautiful. It's set up in the hills above Simi Valley. It's
0: beautiful. The grounds, all
1: yeah. oh, the the views gorgeous. They have a picnic area and yes, I don't want to say I got suckered in, but I'm now, I did join the foundation. Nice. Cause Later on, I can go see the Nixon Library. And I figured, what the heck? So I, I do plan on going back so I can look at some of the exhibits, um, in more depth. And they're also going to have a Lincoln exhibit later this year. So I'm going to want to see that. The current exhibit, the D23, uh, with the Walt Disney treasures is going to be till the end of April. So those of you listening to this podcast, if you have a day at Disneyland and you want to know what to do, I, I highly recommend going here so you know we we got into the museum we checked in got our tickets and if you keep going out to the grounds you'll see a piece of the berlin wall that was presented to president reagan and you also see his tomb which is also set in a beautiful area and tommy may have talked about it before but i mean it's kind of it's it's impressive to see the tomb and his quotes um above it and one of these days when i do do a blog uh, and I do do a blog about this particular outing. I'll include pictures that are that just kind of show what it's like. So you enter back into the museum, and then you start your tour on the inside. And the first things you see are um, statements about Ronald Reagan on the on the wall as you're walking through, um, like a little hallway. And there's a uh, life size statues of Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan, and you could take your picture um, with them if you'd like. Which, which she was really—I mean—very slender and petite woman when you see her, and then um, you go into a little room. It's kind of like a little media room, as welcoming you to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and Museum. And they have—they kind of show you. You can buy an additional audio um, tour, and it's—I think it's an iPhone, so you can he- listen to the tour. You choose what you want to listen to. You can take pictures and email them to yourself. And you can take, um, have this tour guide with you explaining the exhibits in more detail if you don't want to just read them, you know, the, the brief, uh, explanations on the walls. So I thought that was kind of neat. We didn't get one, but if I went by myself and wanted to spend more time, I probably would do that.
0: Kind of like the, the, the Walt Disney Family Museum, the Reagan Museum has a lot of electronic, Interactive type things,
1: which I thought was really neat. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah. And they had this this one room um, that showed, like, one of the first rooms he went to showed the movies that he was in, and you could t- it had touch screens, and you could see scenes that he acted in.
0: Well, so you, I thought that was there was great. also where you could um, be in a movie with him. You could you could was it was it. Yeah, you could be in a movie or do, or do a radio spot with him. You, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's just little neat stuff like that.
1: There was a lady doing that, and she's talking into the camera like you're actually part of the yeah. yep. the action.
0: Then they cut they cut it together, and then they show it to you on another screen.
1: Then they have this um, little um, exhibit and this inc- this box that has all these. He used to write quotes that inspired him on index cards, and there is a ton of them, and they're. Like spread out, and there's a book where I guess where he categorized the ones that probably he would refer to more often. So it was I thought it was neat to see in his writing that he would write all these notes to himself. And then they showed a podium that he would when he would do his press conferences, and it showed how the teleprompter. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You
0: you you can stand up behind the podium, and it has the you know the little plexiglass screens, like you see it when the president speaks. And it has one of his speeches running and you could just stand there and pretend to be the president. It's really cool.
1: And I, I never knew how those worked until I saw that. And it, it, it made, it was really, really interesting. And like Tom said, you can actually stand behind it. You know, there's certain things you can't touch. There are certain things you you can touch. And I think that's what takes so much time because you're, you're doing these things. Um, so then we went into the Oval Office and, you know, they, the desk is a replica, but they, they explained. Different things like when the panels were added to the desk and why, and his real chair is there. They have, um, as probably a lot of people know, he loved um, horses, and he also loved um, eagles. And there's a bald eagle statue, and there's a brass eagle, which was the finial of um, the American flag that Robert Kennedy had, and Ted Kennedy presented it to Re- President Reagan, so they have that there. And they have other artifacts in the room that I'm not going to go into detail about. They, I thought it was really interesting that they did have um, this one display in plexiglass, and it's little miniatures of all of the uh, leaders of the Axis and Allied forces uh, during World War II. And they're on sand, and it's sand's from um, Normandy. Hmm. And so one thing is when you go into the Oval Office, there's a person there who's explaining all of these things to you, and when the crowd exits, he, if you have questions, he'll go over them again with the people. And like I said, there were—it was really crowded that day, so we stayed and asked him a couple of other questions about the Oval Office. And then, um, you, as you you continue, and then you can go see Air Force One. We thought it was really cool when we went there because we could actually go inside the airplane. They don't let you take pictures, and they they make you put your cameras away. Oh, and for taking pictures, you can take pictures in a museum. You just cannot use flash. So you have to make sure you set your cameras accordingly or all your pictures will come out looking weird. But they wouldn't let us take pictures in Air Force One. They they themselves took a picture of people like we're boarding the airplane and how they would you always have see pictures of the presidents waving to the crowds. You can do that and they'll take a picture of you and you can buy it. But we didn't do that either. Um, so Air Force One was really interesting. We went down below where they had Marine One. Oh, and and Air Force One, that was actually used for President Carter, President Reagan. I believe both President Bush's and President um, Clinton all used that particular airplane. Um, Down below, like I said, because when I say down below, Air Force One's up on the second floor, and then you walk down the stairs and you can go see Marine One, which is the helicopter, as well as the... um, what a typical presidential cavalcade looked like with the police car in front, with the motorcycles, the um, presidential limo, and then what the service um, servicemen would, what do you call them, secret service guys, would ride in behind the president. And then also, they have um, apparently when he and Nancy Reagan went to Ireland, they like to go eat at this pub called O'Farrell, and the the, um, people in Ireland gave that pub to President Reagan. So they have a pub inside the Presidential Library and you can actually buy drinks there and as well as food and plenty of jelly bellies for those who <laughs> want to eat jelly bellies. So we got the, uh, we got jelly bellies and we got the uh, cocktail flavored jelly bellies. So that was fun. We were trying all the different flavors and our favorite flavor um, Bernie couldn't get enough of them, whereas the buttered popcorn—oh yeah, that was really really good. So um, after you see Air Force One, then you kind of backtrack into the uh, main part of the building, and you go into the second part of the Reagan tour. And I won't go into great detail about this, but the way they have set it up, it's like you're—they—they—they they, they have a fake Berlin Wall to show all the. Uh, when he w- was president, you know, that was a uh, height of the Cold War, or the end of the Cold War. And so they show all the communist, communist leaders on this Berlin Wall. They show um, a lot of uh, President Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev talking to each other. And they also show um, his speech where he says, take down that wall. So what I really liked about this tour also is that they had – Movie clips um, or newsreels of President Reagan making these speeches, and you're surrounded in an environment that shows you these things. Um, Then you go and they show um, because again with the Cold War and the terrorism and the things that that he was really against, um, you see uh, part of the one of the beams, I guess that that uh, world the World Trade Center Uh, from um, the first bombing. From the first bombing, yeah, and so you see that in the there too, and then um, after you see this presidential, then there's a part you walk into this room, and it's kind of like the outside of a hotel, and there's three screens in front of you, and they show when President Reagan was shot, and there's from three different camera angles. There's, I think it was, what, a secret serviceman's uniform that's in that glass case, and it's all, like, shot up and everything. Um, they have that because it didn't look like his suit. It looked like a different uniform.
0: No, I think it's have, his
1: suit. It is. Is it his suit? I think so. Because it was kind of thick, so, okay. And then they have the gun, the bullets. Um, you can see the plexiglass, how thick it is on the presidential limo. Um, so that was interesting and every, and they would let a few people into that room and then they'd open and close the door. They would close the door and then the, it would play. And we sat there because since each screen had a different point of view from the cameras, we, we watched it three different times so we could focus on the screens for that. Yeah. Um, so then they, the next room, they're talking about the Berlin wall and his speech, like I said, and in more detail, then you go, um, into another room and it talks more about his personal life you know he loved ranching he loved being outdoors and um they have a a little fake horse that you could sit on and take a picture like you're riding in the hills with president reagan so bernie Bernie was our picture gal she did all this kind of stuff for us so we have a picture of her doing that and then um from there you we went into a room where they had all these different metals also i think it was that same room because they had he had all these belt buckles that were gifted to him, that were neat to see. He had medal of honor that he had presented to somebody there. He was knighted, or I'll just say, air quote knighted. It's the highest um, honor that can be bestowed upon a foreigner from England. So the the queen gave that to him. So you, they have that in there. So there's a lot of artifacts, not just pictures. There's a lot of artifacts that that's there at the at the library with nice explanations about them um, touch screens where you, if you want to get more explanations about them um, to see then they had another little mini exhibit and this one was with president washington and that one had um, a facsimile facsimile of the uh, declaration of independence up on the wall it was huge and then it had a manuscript written by was- George Washington with his signature on it, and it had a letter written by the king. And I'm thinking King George. I don't remember who it was, but it was the king at the time of George Washington, and he's responding to, this, to the colonies wanting their independence, and he crossed out the word independence and wrote separation. He couldn't bring himself to say independence because it, it just went so against his grain so i don't know how long that exhibit's going to be there but that was just a small room with with these artifacts but to have the original signatures was kind of neat to see that so then we got to the big event for us
0: there used to be a, there used to be a bigger exhibit of george washington and so maybe they just took some things from that and well, put it maybe
1: there. maybe cuz the the disney exhibit is in the building and then it right. goes out into the tent yeah, cuz it's yeah. a big so they must have just put it there temporarily. Yeah. yeah. And what I like too is they had a lot of docents uh-huh. throughout the museum. You know, and they're not offering uh, information, but if you ask, you know, they're probably making sure we don't touch anything. But any.
0: Cause you look a little squirrely.
1: <laughs> yeah, squinny eyes. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I thought they were, they were very helpful in like pointing people to make sure that they didn't miss seeing certain things at the museum. Cool. And if we had questions, because uh, uh, sometimes I would ask them, you know, is this real or is this a copy? And and in a minute you'll see why I asked that question. But um, they were really good about answering our questions and stuff. So then we got to the uh, Big Science's D23 Presents Treasures of the Walt Disney Archives, the Reagan Library, and there's two bus, one of uh, President Reagan and one of Walt Disney next to the American flag. So that was cool before you go um, down into the into the uh, ex- exhibit. So we go down the stairs. We're all excited. Um, first things you see are um, the drawings for Oswald, his drawings of Oswald the rabbit, and also telegrams that he was sending to Ub Iwerks. Is that his name? Ub Iwerks, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, where he was telling him how he wanted Oswald to be drawn. You know, make sure he has ears this way, that way. So there's these Western Union telegrams where he's telling them what, how to, how to draw this figure for these cartoons they were making that I thought was really neat. And they also have other things from his early childhood. And I'm thinking, Michael, that some of these are, must be from the Disney Museum, the Walt Disney Museum. They had his uh, baptism certificate there. They had, um, my golden school days book from his, from when he went to school where he's drawing um, a lady in a hat. And I thought I had seen those at the Walt Disney Museum.
0: Um, They they could be. I'm not sure if they're on loan or not.
1: They also had um, drawings or sketches from the little tailor with Mickey Mouse and the giant there in the room. They have the script, the original script from Steamboat Willie, and on one side it has drawings, and on the other side it's, you know, what's happening in that particular um, frame of the cartoon. They have a whole bunch. Um, everything's behind glass. You can't touch anything, um, unfortunately. But um, they have um, some things, like the Three Little Pigs and and toys that they sold at the time when it was first starting out, Um watches, uh, Mickey figurines, how he looked back in those days, cups and stuff like that, pictures of his family, as well as some, I'll call them artifacts from his childhood that are also there. And so this is all in one room. And then you go into the next room, and they have, like, the props that they used when they drew the items. They have a real outfit for Pinocchio, and it's hanging on the wall, and it's framed and you could tell that these clothes are just really old. And then one of the things that I thought was really cool, they had the actual books that they used to open the, the story Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella and Snow White. Right. And they're all standing they're all sitting next to each other, so in this exhibit they say it's the first time that all three are together. And the details in the books themselves. And we think we saw a hidden Mickey on the Sleeping Beauty book. <laughs> So Michael and Nancy, when you guys go there, look for that hidden Mickey. See if if you think the same thing uh-huh. that we thought. Hmm. Okay. But each each of these books are have the details of um, the the actual animated feature. You know, Snow White has the dwarves embossed in the bottom, and and they're just so ornate. Cinderella has the birds and the the little um, the ribbons, and uh, Sleeping Beauty has a lot of gems, maybe because she's a princess, but. Just really pretty. So the next room we go into is a facsimile of his, of Walt Disney's office, but it has his real desk, his pi- the piano. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is the piano that the Sherman Brothers used to play "Feed the Birds" on to Walt Disney on those Friday afternoons, yes. you know. And he wanted time, and, and I just got kind of like a. I won't say choked up, but I just got like this warm, fuzzy feeling just watching. Just it was just really, really neat. And then to see his desk there and all of the um, pictures of his family, etc. And there on the top, behind his desk, on the wall, like on uh, there was a statue on a little shelf, and it's a clown. And I don't know why that was put up there. If there was any significance to this little clown that's sitting up there, and it's a statue. Of like a, think of Red Skelton, how he would dress up as a hobo clown. That's what that looked like. And across from the office is the original drawing that Herb Ryman drew with Walt Disney looking over his shoulder telling him how he wanted Walt Disneyland to be. And so I asked, is this a, is this a copy or is it the real thing? And they said, no, this is the real thing. So I was when you look at the detail and how big it is and to think that Herb Ryman in one weekend drew this and I, again, I was imagining Walt Disney telling him, okay, draw this here and draw that there. And, and, um, I was telling Bernie and Miguel, what do you see different on this map than what, how Disneyland really is? And so they noticed that Adventureland in the map is on the east side, which is to the right of Main Street. Whereas we all know that it's really on the west side or on the left side of of Main we Street, we all know
0: except for Tony.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he will he will sing. but anyway, it was yeah. it was just I, I was just um, I just thought it was so cool that they had that that they had that there. Um, then you continue. I mean, we spent some time. Uh, there's just so many details. So then we get into the oh i'm I'm sorry um, something I, I kind of skipped over in, in that same room is um, the bird in the cage that that inspired the Tiki room right They have that there also. Hmm. So I thought that was neat. I want to make sure I don't skip over anything because there's so many things that we that we saw there. Um, is that
0: the real one or is it a reproduction?
1: You know I
0: because I thought that was down in Burbank at at the real archives. I'm sure they probably loved it because this is yeah. these that's who oh, that's who okay. set in the, that's who's setting this up. So I yeah, know I've heard on on the tours they do they're they're not showing that bird anymore like they used to in the archives because when you get there okay. they're, they're showing in, something else because it's in Zimi
1: Valley. Well, and also the Herb Ryman picture. I, I had heard that they don't really show that to anybody. So this is a very special exhibit. Um, they also have the ticket that Roy Disney bought. And that thing is between a block of plexiglass, or real glass, and you know, we're saying hermetically sealed. And it's like maybe four by six, the glass, and then the ticket's just a small ticket. And it says an admission ticket 000 000001, um, purchased July 18th by Roy O. Disney. And they also have um, the original like parking passes from that day, Um, the press preview tickets from that day. They're all there um, in the by where his office is as you walk along. So I thought that was cool. Then they have, as you continue, they have a book, Mary Poppins in the Park, um, and. P.L. Travers autographed the book and dedicated it to Walt. Well, she didn't dedicate it. She autographed it for Walt Disney and wrote a note to him. So you can see the note that she wrote to him. Was it, was um, it nasty? I
0: know. I was, no, just it, was it was, it was
1: <laughs> you know, I was. I was must have been before, before the
0: movie was made or something. It
1: was before the movie because she gave yeah, okay. it to him June 1961.
0: Okay, there you go. But
1: the movie came out in, what, 64 or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So little did she know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> She wanted to grab that book back and yeah. rewrite her, uh kind of like uh, Pres- uh, King George writing uh, Crossing independence. Off Independence, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, she said, uh, anyway, I want you read the note when you guys get there. Okay, I'm not going to read it to you. So when you go past that, they have the um, props from Mary Poppins. They have her the outfit that she wore when she's flying in the air with the umbrella with the parrot. He didn't talk to me though, but she had the parrot there. And also, you know, and in, in, when they're tidying up the room, the blocks that spell out Mary Poppins, when Jane holds them, that's there. And the toy box with the Jack in the box, that kind of like goes crazy. That's all there. Um, in a glass, in a glass case with, um, all of these props have explanations on the wall that you could read when you're reading them. So when you pass the Mary Poppins part, you then see it's a full-size car that was used in Cisblover um, Enterprises, and that came out in the Absent-Minded Professor with Fred McMurray. So they have the car there, and um, it was funny because Bernie and Miguel were talking about what do you call that when they when they get in the cars and they speed and they turn and they turn corners. I forgot what that's called.
0: Burn rubber. Corners.
1: <laughs> no, it's like when you spin the car. Donuts. No, no, we're too old. <laughs> Never mind. But anyway, they were they were laughing because the tires. I mean, the tires you were so small, so small in the cars that they had back then. But anyway, they have the car from the absent-minded professor um, with some artifacts. And then I thought this was really cool. The Shaggy Dog, the original Shaggy Dog. The museum that Tommy Kirk worked in that had these big portraits of Lucretia Borgia mm-hmm. with the dog. They have those portraits there and they have the ring that he put on that turns him into a dog. So I, I had to explain the whole movie to them because they had no idea what the, what the movie was, but that was really cool. They have, um, the props from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. They have, um, the outfit from *Babes in Toyland* that Annette Funicello and I forget the guy who starred with her.
0: Tommy Kirk. But,
1: was it Tommy Kirk? Yeah, I don't. No, I think it was somebody else in *Babes in Toyland*. At least that's not Annette. Yeah. It
0: was Frankie Avalon. It yeah. was
1: Frankie Avalon. Yeah. Okay. Have no, the outfits that they wore, in *Babes in Toyland*. Um. Then we walked into a room that had a lot of outfits and one of the first ones we saw was what Tommy that, Sands, Tommy Sands. Mm. Really oh, wrong. oh, wrong. I oh. <laughs>
0: oh no, no, it was Tommy, Tommy Kirk and, and Tommy Sands. Okay. It's Mulcher. Tommy
1: Sands in the picture with her and, this one who wore the, this outfit, not Tommy Kirk. Um, the next room that you go into has a bunch of displays of dresses. And the first dress that you see is one worn by Cruella DeVille. And then they have her whole office layout with the black and white um leopard and puppies and stuff like that in, in the office and her black and white zebra outfit with her hat. Very cool looking. And then they had the dresses from Princess Diaries. The ones that the one that um Julie Andrews wears and the one that um
0: Academy Warner. I'm sorry? Academy Award winner Anne Hathaway.
1: And, yeah, Academy Award winner Anne Hathaway, yes. So, and with the little tiaras and everything. Then they had outfits. You know those, um, the, the photos that Anne Leibniz has been doing with the actresses dressed right. as different princesses in this artistic way? They had those outfits there. I saw Tinkerbell, the one that Tina Fey wore. Cinderella, that Scarlett Johansson wore. Um, Snow White. There's just a bunch of different ones. that. So it was neat seeing those outfits. They had the dress that um, Giselle and Prince Edward wore in Enchanted. Beautiful, beautiful dresses. The one that the Queen wore, um, Maleficent. No. The evil Queen, not Maleficent. The evil Queen. um, She's in Sarandon. (laughs) She's in Sarandon. Mm -hmm. Then as you continue on, you get to Alice in Wonderland, and it's the whole tea party, um, set up. So you see the chair that Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter sat in his outfit, Alice's outfit, their, their fighting, their warrior outfits that they also wore, um, props from the movie are there to a big giant Cheshire cat that looks really creepy is, is there and, um, they have it all set up really neat, like you're actually there on set. So I thought that was really cool. Then the next big set we saw was Flynn's arcade with the actual actual um, arcades there. And No Miguel, I'm not going to buy that one for you. He kept asking me to buy him one, but no, not going to get him one. And they have the outfits that they wore in Tron, Tron Legacy. So they have the motorcycle there. They have the office that was like made out of glass. And if you guys watch that movie, they have the outfits that they wore that were kind of like neon, excuse me, neon lights on there. Do any of you guys watch that movie, Tron Legacy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. This was, this was cool. The motorcycles were really cool um, in there. And as you go on, then you get they have an Avengers section. So you see Stark's um, suit and the race car that he drives. The exhibit's huge. It has all these big things in it. You see Captain America's outfit and the motorcycle he rides in his in his movie. And then you get into a little bit of Disney uh theme park exhibit. So they have um some posters like for the People Mover. Wait, I have to Moment of Silence for the People Mover. Okay. <laughs> I miss the people mover, um, and then they have—I um, think his name is Rex from Star Tours. Mm-hmm. He's sitting—he's sitting there next to the people mover. So things that we no longer have, they have cars from Mister Toad's Wild Ride and Peter Pan. There, um, with their uh, posters—poster um, from a uh, Snow White Scary Adventures. Then I thought this was so cool. They have the dragon head from the the original dragon from Phantasmic there. That thing's huge. That thing's huge. And, uh, Miguel and Bernie, I took a picture of them. They could, it was like their mouth is bigger than, it can eat them. That's how big the head is for that dragon. <laughs> so they have a little Mickey Mouse statue, but who would have thought that they would have had the head of the Phantasmic dragon here in this exhibit? I thought that was just super cool. After that, then there's other things. Earlier, um, I heard the guy say they miss Country Bear Jamboree. They have the little Cub Scout bear Uh from Country Bear Jamboree, and I was I was waiting for him to squeeze his little teddy bear and make it squeak, but no, these they're they're not working. Um, They have the original outfit from Slewfoot Sue in the Golden Horseshoe Review. There, they have the ghost that appear when you go past the Hitchhiking Ghosts on Haunted Mansion. They have them behind their tombs. So you get to see them. And um, they have the bride with the beating heart behind a glass case. She looks really creepy, by the way. They have Medusa and some other artifacts from the Haunted Mansion. And then we get back into the more modern um, other uh, Disney we're back into Disney movies again. They have the model of the Black Pearl, which is huge. And it's the model that they used in the um, in the um, special effects filming. And they also have the ship that they commandeer, and I forget the name of that ship. Do you guys remember what it is? Uh-uh.
0: The Intrepid?
1: And is that the one that they commandeer where they say, we're going to take that ship? He goes, no, we're taking that ship.
0: Or the Interceptor.
1: No, it has to be the Intrepid then, if that's the name of it. But anyway, they take that. That The model of that ship is there also. And across from these models are um, the Pirates of the Caribbean um, animatronic pirate. I'm not sure which one this is. He has an eye patch on, but he's there with the Pirates of the Caribbean and the whole setup for that. He's there. And then um, they have other things from Pirates of the Caribbean. They have um, Commodore Norrington's outfit. They have all three out- outfits from um, Jack Sparrow, Elizabeth Swan, and who's her love interest? I don't want to say Orlando Bloom. We'll- yeah, Will turn Will Turner, they have the throne that um, he sits on, the bone throne in the second movie. Um, they have, oh, my gosh, his father, Will Turner's father, Bootstrap Bill. Mr. They have mm. yeah. <laughs> They have his outfit there with all the muscles and stuff like that. They have um, the treasure chest that had the heart, sand, swords, rings. The medallion she wore in the in the movie at the beginning, um, a bunch of different artifacts. I'm not even going to tell you everything that they have. in that's just some of them. But um, it's so well done. You feel like you're walking on the set itself when you're walking through this part of the of the tour. So then you leave that room, and there's more. Now you get into the other animated features like The Little Mermaid and you know um, Beauty and the Beast. And here they have posters, drawings, the clay figures. You know how they they'll kind of draw a figure, then they make a 3D figure of it that they use when they when they make the movie. So they have various characters um, set up so that you can see how they how they made them for the movie, for the different uh, animated features. Then they have um, a huge wall um, of. Various movie characters for the different animated movies that they've made. I don't even think they have all of them there, but um, it was really, really well done and fun to look at all the characters there. When you pass that, you then get into some more live-action movie uh, paraphernalia or, or artifacts. They have things from National Treasure. They have things from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, including the ship itself. From Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, yeah. they don't have the organ though, and and why not? Why wouldn't they have the organ? Wasn't that the original um, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea organ? Yeah, where is it? In the, and haunted, it's mansion. In the haunted mansion. Yeah, You can't, can't take it out of there. Just just checking your your trivia, guys. Steve. see how much you know. Meanwhile. Listeners are probably saying, Haunted Mansion. Um, And then you you um, walk through some of those movie artifacts, and then you come into, this is pretty cool, it's Disney's Hall of Presidents, and they have the bus of all the presidents in different stages of um, creativity, let's say. Some of them are very basic. Some of them have... Like, no hair, just the faces on a, looks like a stick. Not a stick, but just a column. Some of them have um, the hair on them and still a column. Some of them have the the clothes, like the shirts that they had on them. Some of them are painted. Some are not painted. And the details for all of them were just really cool. And it's all the way up to President Obama. They have all of yep. them there. And then they have, as um, Tom was saying earlier, how you have interactive. Across the way from these bus um, is a movie that when you touch the screen it explains how Disney creates them and how they get them to um, talk in the different um, you know when you in the Hall of Presidents. For us it's Abe Lincoln, of course, but at Walt Disney World they have all of them there. So that was pretty neat to see. And then um, the I think when the final room are just a bunch of different um Artifacts about um, President Reagan at Disney. Um, they have a, a Mickey Mouse hat that says uh, Mr. President on it. Um, President Re- Ronald Reagan, Honorary Grand Marshal, which was probably the 35th anniversary when he was there. And then there's a really cool picture, and it's Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan doing a press uh, at a press event. And everybody, all the press agents, all have Mickey Mouse ears on them. And behind Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan, on the sides of them, are all, like, Disney characters, all there while he's doing his press conference. And that was a gift from Walt Disney Productions to President Reagan um, that they gave them. I don't know what year they gave it to them, but I thought that was cool. Um, then you walk through... Um,
0: the exit to a Gift a, Shop, right?
1: Yeah. It seems, to me, <laughs> it seems to me that we have a lot of story yet to tell. You walk through and there's a, another movie talking about um, Disney and it has a replica of the Burbank Studios with the Dwarves holding up the roof mm-hmm. which was which was really cool mm-hmm. and like Tom said it empties into the gift shop uh, you called it right yeah. everything in uh, Disney or museum collection empties into a gift shop yeah. is there
0: anything interesting in the gift shop?
1: I, I thought the gift shop had a lot of really cool stuff. They have they they sell Mickey ears there that say "Mr. President." Um, There's a bunch of Disney stuff that are related to the Disney. Um,
0: a lot of archive stuff, some D23 yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, and and also um, they have a lot of pins that say you know Disney Archives and the and the and the Museum. And I was, and M- Miguel is a huge pin collector. He and Bernie looked up to see if any of them were limited edition before they were going to pay for them. Nice. And they were like, uh, no, these aren't limited edition, so they were okay. But if they were limited edition, they would have paid for them. But I just started today's technology. They were looking it up, right? Oh, let's check this out. But um, they have a lot of shirts and a lot of um, paraphernalia. I I think that the gift shop has a little bit of everything. They have T-shirts. I almost got one that said D23 Treasures at the Walt at the Reagan. Uh, right museum do they so have a, you're, ex- you're only going to be able to get those shirts and caps there um during this time i'm sorry what were you going to say
0: do they have an exhibition catalog yes they do the book okay. a book with all the pictures of everything yes mm-hmm. they
1: do and one of the things i didn't mention before that that they have is um there's one room you go through that has all the plates that were um this is kind of cool because this was interactive too. <laughs> it's a, it, it's a table. It's a table with these touch screens that show you all the different China that was used, China patterns that were used at the White House. And I had been standing there for probably three minutes before I realized that it was half a table with a mirror. I was looking down at the screen and I was thinking, this person's pointing at the same time I'm pointing at everything. And it was me, of course, my reflection, so. Oh we, my. Yeah, it was, there was, yes, I'm admitting this that that I did, but um the reason why i'm I'm saying that is because in the gift shop you can purchase a plate or um, a dinner plate or a small plate in one of the patterns, if there was a particular one that you like, tells you which first lady picked it out and the reason why they picked it out, um, which we thought was kind of cool, but they're not cheap, like nothing is here, but there's there's a lot of cool things there, so the catalog you were talking about, Tom, where would you get that?
0: In the gift shop, it's just it's a book of, of, of pictures of all the stuff that's in the in the the treasures collection.
1: Oh, uh, I get it. Okay. They also had some um, like shiny stuff behind the behind the counter that that you could get, you know, probably jewelry and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, then, if you want to stay,
0: no annual pass holder discount though.
1: No yes. annual pass holder, but if you're a D twenty three member. Or a Reagan uh, Foundation member, or maybe it's like a presidential because because whats your um, the foundation is for all the presidential libraries, not just the Reagan. Um, you do get a discount to these um, to this exhibit.
0: Now what are the prices the, there's a separate price for the exib- for the treasurer's exhibit, right?
1: It cost us21 dollars to see the whole thing. Okay. $21 a person, and then it was a, a discount if um, if you were a member. So um, let me see. I'm pulling up the ticket prices right now because that that's actually a good question. It was $21, then if you wanted to get the little audio tour, that was another $7 for each one of those. And if you shared, you would have to. They have ear, earbuds for those, so you'd have to um, do that. But general admissions twenty one dollars, senior admissions eighteen, youth admission is fifteen, child admission three to ten is six dollars, and then active military is free with valid military ID. And active military do not need to reserve tickets online. They they highly recommend getting the tickets online. I think it just makes things easier. Um, and what you do is you print out the voucher, then you go up and you get your tickets. but I think they I think the reason why they're doing that is like I said, they want to stagger people going to the museum instead of everybody showing up and I can see why you'd want to do that because you don't want to go to an exhibit and wait to read to look at what you know what interests you or to read the stuff on the wall and when we were there it was crowded so. Again, like I said at the beginning of this, I highly recommend um, that people go, especially for the Disney, especially if you're a Disney fan, oh my gosh, the things that we saw there, they're not items unless you go on a ABD backstage tour, you're not going to see these you're not going to see any many of these artifacts. or if you can't make it up to. I think some of them were you might see a couple maybe at the Walt Disney Museum but most of them you won't. And this tour is through the end of April, and then it's gone. And
0: then it's going to Japan,
1: huh? Yeah, then it's going to Japan for, for a couple of days.
0: Everything's big in Japan.
1: In, in, in October. But it, it was so cool. I, I really do want to go back and see it. And that's, that's pretty much it.
0: All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week, and of course we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.